Hey guys, it's Jesse and Hannah, and welcome back to Maybe We've Been a Little Too Harsh. Maybe we've been a little too harsh. I like that. It's, I, I feel like it's inspired by something. No, it sounds just, familiar. Well, no, it came from my genius brain. So that's true. You are a genius. I try. Yeah. Um, you know what? Why don't I go first with the updates this time? Um, one, apologies to all the listeners that we did not record since, what, like before Christmas? No, we've recorded once since Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just been a lot, you know? Like, there was a coup, <laughs> there was <laughs> the New Year, there was I, um... You know, made the, like, full switch to extra, what is it, no, not extra, it's extended release Adderall and have been, um, the most constipated I have been (laughs) since the, like, onset of my IBS, um, which was, like, March of 2019. I had a stomach virus in January, and since then, I had, I've had stomach problems, um, but I'm just dying. Anyways, um, trying out lots of different things to see what'll work, what won't work. I'm going to try magnesium, but I'm afraid to try it. I don't know what time of day I need to take it or like... My dad uses that. Yeah. He has similar issues and he takes it, I when think, every morning. When does he take it? Oh, in the, morning. in the morning. Okay, okay. Yeah. I feel like that would make sense. I like tried taking... Miralax like in the afternoon because I thought maybe it would help to take it like before I go to sleep because I also have not been sleeping enough but I think that's because I need to take the melatonin and my other meds a lot earlier which is what Mm -hmm. I did last night it was fine um I've not been sleeping very much I've been sleeping four hours the three to four hours most nights, except for the night after the coup, which was also <laughs> coincidentally the day I finally had a poo. <laughs> it was, as I like to say, the poo coup. And I, um, I, I slept 10 hours, which is also coincidentally what I did last night. So I'm going to go and fucking just walk right in to a uh, white supremacist rally and just beg for death. I really am at my wits and I'm so frustrated. Um, I'm sorry, baby. It's okay. Um, in other news, I finally started writing again after like Yay! a month, maybe a month and a half of not writing and feeling like I'm a bad writer. I'm like, I can't write. I'm never going to get a job. Blah, blah, blah. I never write. I know. But you are on a different level. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, Also, I mean, most importantly, being that I've been writing poetry, like I wrote a lot of poetry in the last week, which was what I was really frustrated about because I felt like I hadn't written any poetry all um, pandemic. But then I went back into my my diaries. I kind of treat them like... um, I don't know, like art diaries or whatever, but they're mm-hmm. also journals. Um, and they're also like, if you if you took an art journal, a diary, and a bullet journal and made them one, that's what my journals are. And um, I found like a lot of poetry that I didn't even remember having written. So that was great. Cool. Um, and I sent my book of poetry to like my 
top two choices for places to publish it. Yay! We will see what happens. They have published, um, like, My Favorite Pittsburgh Poet, and the collection is about, um, well, it's a lot about the Tree of Life shooting, but it's also a lot about my um, papa passing away, but also, like, being mm-hmm. Jewish in Pittsburgh, unrelated to death. It's all of that is together. It moves from, like, public loss of, like, the Tree of Life shooting into, um, the loss of my grandparents and it's bookended by like a poem that I wrote about the shooting and the poem that I wrote on the first anniversary. So mm-hmm. I think it's really good. I really fucking want someone to actually publish it. So I don't have to, I don't, I'm not going to, I made the decision to not self publish a book of poetry again, just because for my ego, yeah, I need like a publisher to validate me in that way. Um, plus I like that they would, distribute it um a little bit better than amazon does obviously it's it's definitely a lot harder to self-publish i've done both and self-publishing is work yeah and i just don't want to do that again um like i'm kind of glad that i did that with the first one because it just really is not my best work but also Mm -hmm. it was like i had so much poetry already just like sitting there i was like i have to do something with it um yeah, so there's that, and oh, I had another thing. I had one other thing. Oh, my students um, finished reading your book. Oh, yay. And they all really liked the same things that I like about your writing. So I did tell them oh, to go and fine. read Invincible Summer. We'll see if any of them <laughs> actually do. Um, yeah, so also I'm pretty sure everyone in the book club is queer. It's like me, this one kid who's a lesbian, who's like also my intern for this thing that I have to run this coming semester. One is a bisexual, non-binary bisexual, and the other person is ambiguous, but has a boyfriend. Um, She's canceled and I can cancel her because she's my very good friend. So yeah, but that's what's up with me. So what's up with you? Oh, well, I dyed my hair. So it looks good. Thank you. And I cut it all off. So I mm-hmm. look like a scene boyfriend and I'm fine with that. Um, I, Jesus, not much is going on. Um, I'm back to nannying again, which I hate, but it's fine. But you love um, the baby. I love the baby. He's fantastic. Um, I'm going to see him right after this and I'm looking forward to it. Even though I saw him yesterday, I'm still like excited. <laughs> um, I uh, got to $41 a month on my fandom patreon that's really good so so excited about that yeah so that's really exciting people paying me to write fanfic um what else jesus i really don't have much um that's okay the coup happened Mm -hmm. it was scary (laughs) it was so scary all i did was watch the news and then also use the bathroom finally I just scrolled Twitter for hours and hours. Um, oh, the, the banning of Trump from multiple beautiful. Twitter accounts? Oh, beautiful. oh. So, <laughs> so good. Um, I can't think of anything happening in my life. I just, it's really just business as usual. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm meeting with your book club next week, which I'm looking forward to. Very exciting. Yes. And, I told them to bring um, questions for you. Good, good, good. I love questions. Hi, sweetie. I'm a little worried it's going to be a small group because okay. 
Yeah, I just don't want you to be like upset <laughs> that it's a small no, group. But we upset. usually I've, it's I've such a small groups. school, so usually everything's small. I did something where um, I did an event where only my parents and my sister came, so I've been there. Okay, it's not going to be that. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Honestly, I might even like encourage like like a friend of mine who's really into um like writing and poetry to come hear you because she also came to when we had sam Sachs come and do a poetry mm-hmm. reading um and i don't know i think she might like get some stuff out of hearing you speak even though she's hoping to go to um grad school um at harvard because she's insane but yes. i mean you also went to an ivy league school for like a semester for a hot minute <laughs> Um, but she wants to like study uh, Shakespeare and like then be a professor oh, okay, cool. of Shakespeare. But I think that you have a lot of valuable things to say. So oh, I hope so. I mean, obviously, um, otherwise I, we wouldn't have this podcast. Yeah. I'm um, I'm out of school until the 25th, so I'm enjoying oh, that break. Um, I got B's in both my classes. Yay! Good. Lincoln, my cat is. How much longer do you have, like total? How much what do I have? How much longer of school do you have? Like, how oh, long is your program? Um, it's supposed to be three years, but I'm doing it accelerated. So it oh. should be two years. Okay, but you so only have two one classes? Semester. Yeah. It's a part-time program. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, oh my god. So it's supposed to be you just take one class uh-huh. uh, a semester, but I'm taking two. Okay, um, yeah. Which is why I'm more working, stressed so than I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yes yeah okay. oh my god now the dog is freaking out that the cat is in my lap this is i uh, don't know what to tell you there are so many animals in this house oh he's eli. eating your headphones i know i know he is eli i'm gonna record his little those are the noises he makes while he bites me. Oh, <laughs> um, he's a demon. Uh, yeah, I think I'm out of stuff. That was really cool. boring. I'm sorry. I dragged it no, on for ages okay. and I said nothing. Yeah, no, it's, it's but I have lots to say okay. about the episode. Yes, so I'm excited. That. I like. I know I watched it. I like looked at the episode synopsis and I was like, I remember these things. But now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, what even? What was this episode? Okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go because I have studied this episode really hard because I've needed, okay. I needed it to fit into what I believe is the narrative of Brian and Justin. Okay. And I found a way to make it fit into it, so I have an interpretation, and it works like not just for this episode, but like for what happens in the rest of the season. Okay. Okay. And um, I think it's um, it's a lot stronger than kind of what the show tries to pass it off as. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So uh, Brian and Justin's plot is that it's Justin's birthday. Brian doesn't celebrate birthdays. Um, and therefore doesn't do anything for Justin. Mm-hmm. Then Lindsay says, her line is, it's obvious how much you love him. Why can't you celebrate that he's alive and well? Yeah. Because obviously Justin's life wasn't guaranteed. It's like the only um, good line she's ever had. Yes. And that hits Brian. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets, he does not deny how much he loves Justin. Yeah. He just listens and takes it. And then he gets him a hustler, which is not a great present in Justin's mind. It's a very bad present. <laughs> yes. But 
Brian thinks it's a good present. And there's this moment uh, later when he's with Melanie. Mm -hmm. And they're outside the hardware store. And Melanie is roasting him for giving Justin this bad present. Obviously. Brian's Brian's like, he enjoyed it. And then... She, you know, he says, what do you want me to do? Get him roses? And Melanie says, why not? And he says, because we're not lesbians and we're not straight. And then... I guess gay men are allergic to roses now? The yeah, fuck? but... But Melanie says, why can't you just let him know how much you care? And Brian's yeah. line there is, I thought he did. No, you need to remind people that you care. That's, like, the whole point. Yes, but the issue isn't that he doesn't care about Justin or that he's no. trying to hurt Justin. It's just that he doesn't realize that that's a thing that you he have to does, do. He does not realize that Justin is not picking up the signals he's leaving. Yeah. And you can attribute exactly a lot of that to, to Justin. Yeah. To Justin having PTSD and frontal mm-hmm. lobe trauma and not picking up on nonverbal cues the way that he used to. Whereas Brian yes. is used to this kid from season one who would say stuff like, um, there's no pushing me away. I'm on to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, being mean to me has never really worked. You should try another tactic. Yes. Uh, who used yes. to pick up things real quick. And now it's not happening. And they're having this communication breakdown. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people's interpretation of this episode is just Brian's being an asshole for no reason. And I really needed to That doesn't to make not... any sense. Were they not exactly. paying attention? It doesn't make sense. And I needed to not believe it. So I watched this episode really carefully. And that I thought he did line jumped yeah. out at me. Yeah. Brian thinks that Justin knows that he cares. Yeah. And when Brian was in the club saying, I don't celebrate birthdays, Justin immediately agreed with him and said, yeah, only accomplishment should be celebrated. And he didn't mean That is it, an accomplishment. I know. But <laughs> there are reasons for both of them to believe that what they say is getting through. Yes. But it's not. Yes. They're having this breakdown. Yeah. I mean, also, like, Brian not celebrating birthdays and, like, being resistant to celebrating Justin's birthday is still consistent with his character because he's shown consistently that, like, he has a really hard time, like, doing active expressions of love. Mm -hmm. Like, he really can only do it passively. And also, he, like, like, what is it? Uh, Basically, like, fought tooth and nail to not celebrate his own birthday. Yeah, he doesn't so like the idea of getting older like and time passing. How you feel about others. So. Yeah. Um, there's a strange moment where Justin doesn't know how to tie a tie, despite the fact that he wore a tie for his school uniform for four years. Yeah, so that was weird. that one, writers. <laughs> but I do like Brian tying Justin's tie. I think it's a nice image. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And um, let's, I think that's all I have to say about Brian and Justin, actually. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this because people are really quick to villainize one of them in the storyline. And I don't think either of them is worthy of being villainized. No, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Like, oh, yeah, well, we have you to talk about frustrated. Ethan. While we're talking about Brian and Justin, we have to talk about Ethan. Ethan. The guitar, the violinist. <gasps> yeah, I like that. So we that. meet Ethan. That was fun. Ethan is very sexy in this episode. When he wait, does wait, that- wait, wait, wait. We need to intro that um, the reason that he meets Ethan is because Melanie and Lindsay take Justin to like an orchestra thing for his yes. birthday, which I thought was really, really nice of them. Yeah, it was sweet of them. I liked them in this episode a lot. Me too. Um, Finally, a good episode. 
And um, so Ethan is disappointed to find out that Justin has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And says, because if I was your boyfriend, I'd give you a birthday you'd never forget. And then lists all the things he would do for his birthday and then goes but I'm not your boyfriend. And it's one of my favorite little speeches in the whole show. It was so good. It's so sexy. (laughs) Are we going to see him again? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I Uh, did not find that sexy. I found it annoying. Oh, I loved that. I mean, I found it annoying because like, obviously the whole point is to juxtapose like what this guy who's not Brian would do Mm -hmm. for Justin. Um, and so obviously, like, I felt frustrated that... Yeah, uh, the fandom hates Ethan because he's an obstacle to Brian and Justin. I do not hate Ethan. I don't think I hate him. I found the... Just, like, the fact that Brian wasn't doing what Ethan was doing to be frustrating. Yeah, I so. understand that. There are a lot of, like, fanfics where Ethan is just, like, evil because people don't like him because he gets in the way of Brian and Justin. The same way people write stuff where Michael is evil... I mean, Michael is evil, except for now. <laughs> it's true. He's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. But um, I like Ethan. I mm-hmm. like what he does for the show. And yes. I hate the way they write him off of the show. So you'll see that. It's great. so frustrating. And I've written so many fix fixing it and writing him off in a different way. So how long is he going to be around? He's around until the middle of season three. Oh. Okay, so he's yeah. here for a while. He is. Okay, so is he and are he and Justin gonna at least be friends? Yes, he and Justin are gonna have a relationship of sorts. I okay. won't spoil what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just as long as they aren't like, I don't know. It, it, it's not like that it would happen that they would be like enemies starting in the next episode. <laughs> I was just like, okay, as long as that doesn't happen, I'll probably be on board with whatever. Yeah. So it's um it's an important time of growth for Justin. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um But it's hard to, it's hard to watch this part. Like I told you this is when it starts to get hard. Yeah. Cuz you really want, want Brian and Justin to just sit down and you want you want Brian to buy those flowers at the end of the episode. Yes. Cuz like every I time want I watch good it, things like, for Justin. Maybe he'll buy them this time. <laughs> yes. <sighs> no, I know we all want good things won't. for Justin. He yeah. never does. Yeah. I mean, also, I think it's really hard, especially, like, as a birthday person, um, to watch someone, like, refuse to celebrate your birthday. That shit stings. Yeah. And it's evil and canceled. And if I was ever with someone like that, even if if I was friends with someone like that, cut out immediately. Um, Just a friendly reminder that Valentine's Day is my birthday. I know, darling. And not for you and your romantic partner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brian here, when I think about how resistant he is to stuff like buying the flowers and saying the words and all of that stuff, I think about his upbringing and how homophobic his parents were and how much he probably heard that any man who expresses any kind of emotion yep. is you know a fag and an embarrassment yep um eli oh, i swear to eli. god i don't know what his problem is he heard something in the hallway um and he he's got this drilled into him mm-hmm. this idea that that he he as a as a manly man 
can't mm. do these things. And Brian fights against a lot of the expectations of homosexuality in a lot of ways. Yeah. But here, he's actually saying he won't do it because he's not straight. He's not my wife and we're not straight, he says. I know. So what he's really doing is, besides eschewing these, like, the the Stepford fag, uh, mm-hmm. as they put it later, uh, values, um, the nice home and the, the baby, he's yeah. embracing this really alternative queer life and he has to yeah. stick to it. He yes. has to. Because he has to say fuck you to his upbringing, but at the same time, his upbringing is still bringing him down. Yep. Very frustrating. Um, this is why we go to therapy. Yes. He could does do so work much in his therapy. Helpful. Yeah. And like you can reject like the traditional expectations in your upbringing while also showing affection. Like there yep. is, you can, you know, pick and choose what is going to work for you. You don't have to be like all in on one or the other the but fuck? brian does <sighs> the idiocy yeah it's he's a very Taurus. loud yeah okay um then i guess since eli Leslie's... running in here carrying an entire bag of treats in his mouth and bringing <gasps> them under the bed oh well he's gonna eat all he's of them eat all of <laughs> yeah oh yes <laughs> oh yes he he's cute. Um, i love him um okay michael and ben yeah, I think they're the really the only ones, only other people to talk about, right? Because uh, Ted and what? Oh no, Ted has a fucking stupid idiot. <laughs> um, oh right, storyline. Yeah, it's it's I, such a waste of time. You know what? No, let's talk about that now, and then we'll go okay. to Michael and Brian. Not Brian. Um, the <laughs> other man whose name is just Ben. His name, name is Ben. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, um. I uh, cannot stand the way that Ted is in any <laughs> romantic situation. He goes all in immediately um, in all of the instances where he's getting affection from someone. And I don't know why he hasn't figured out that that's the kiss of death. Yeah, he's very enthusiastic about the people that he dates. Like, I get it, because I do the same thing. (laughs) But that's why you text your friends and you keep it to yourself. Write it in your diary. Write poetry. uh, And keep quiet for a year and a half. Um, (laughs) Because I found uh, poetry that I wrote about Canadian Boy. And now I'm like, do I do anything about that? Um, Of course, I I find it as I'm starting to really become comfortable with um, being a man-hating lesbian. Yes. Um, which I'm but encouraging, obviously. He is Jewish. And I, I mean, love Jewish I do, guys. I do have somewhat of a Jewish clause where I yes. will accept men who are Jewish. Like, John Ossoff is so hot. He's so hot! And his I mean, Judaism just makes him even hotter. Oh my god. I, I have a friend who I'm very attracted to who is male and is not Jewish. But he kind of looks like he could be Jewish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, mm-hmm. okay... Um, but he's like mostly gay, so it's not gonna happen. Eh, also, yeah. I'm married. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But I'm like the fun kind of married. You're the fun so. kind of married where you live apart and both have like way too many animals in your apartment. Yeah, yeah, and are allowed to have crushes on other people. Yes, 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 yes. 
Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so Ted dives in uh, with this guy and is embarrassing. And this guy yep. can't handle the fact that he's in porn. Which, like, I get. But, like, maybe he shouldn't have uh, given off the uh, impression that he was totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my only problem with him. Most of the problems with Ted. Yep. Uh, Ben and Michael? Yes. All right. So, Michael wants to throw Ben a surprise party. Yes. Uh, right before the party, he meets a friend of Ben's, who's actually his Mm ex-lover, who, uh, gave him HIV. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Big problem. Yeah. They're on good terms now, but, um, Ben says it was very hard to get there. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. And then Michael throws a surprise party. Ben freaks out and is an asshole and completely ruins any goodwill he'd had made with Debbie. Yeah. And um, we later find out it's because he's having medical problems and he's scared. And we found out that his T-cells were low. Yeah. My problem with this is that he comes home. He comes home to the party from the doctor's office on his birthday? I'm sorry. Who's got the doctor's appointment on his birthday? Yeah, how fucking dumb are you? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Who does that? I had one on my half birthday once and I was still kind of like bristly about it. I was like, this is my half birthday. I shouldn't have to go to the doctor. I had one on my birthday. Well, okay. I went to the gyno on my birthday because I was like home and there was literally no other day that I could go. Um, we know male doctors are very mean, um, and very bad at being doctors and don't understand, uh, medical trauma, sexual trauma. Um, and so of course I say to the doctor, Hey, you need to tell me what you are going to do before you do it. Otherwise I'm like, I'm like, I need to know. I'm going to freak out if you don't. Um, cause I am nervous and I, you know, had never had like a, I don't think I'd have a doctor up my vagina for a long time at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he like stuck something in my vagina. I don't know what it was. And I freaked out and then afterwards you know we go into his office i'm like wearing my clothes again normal um i literally i was only there to get um a refill on my um birth control fun and he says i'm really concerned about you i think you really need to go see a therapist huh sir i asked you to communicate with me and not stick things inside me without fucking telling me um, and that was the last time I've ever seen a doctor anytime near my birthday. So. Good. Fuck doctors. Yeah, I hate them. They are so mean. They're so mean. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. The only good male doctor is my current psychiatrist. He is a nurse practitioner. That's the key. My nurse practitioner. is an MP2. Yeah. Great. And he's yep. gay. So. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Okay, but Ben and Michael. Yeah, Ben and Michael. So um, this is kind of the bubble-breaking moment for Michael when he realizes that Ben isn't perfect. 
I don't know why he was putting him up on this fucking pedestal in the first place. Yeah. And Brian calls him out on it. Yeah. This was just stupidity all episode. Yeah. But it's nice to see Ben have flaws because we haven't seen it as the audience. We've really seen Ben I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's got some flaws already. Um, he's a professor. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is dating a comic book nerd. Um, yeah. Not like you can't date comic book nerds, but like he doesn't think that Michael is childish at all, which I find problematic. Yeah. Oh, we um, had a good call out, um, speaking of the comic book, to Justin's trauma at the beginning when he, they were mm-hmm. showing pages of the comic book and Justin's like, here's where JT gets beat up. And Michael says, it's kind of gory. And Justin just goes, it's supposed to be. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Me too. Especially after a like reminder. what we talked about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I always come back to the bashing when I'm analyzing Justin's character because it I think it was, it was so big. And I think that the actor had it in mind. A lot yeah. more than the writing gives away. Mm-hmm. So I, whenever there's something that like doesn't make sense about Justin or the way he's acting, I always come back to that, and yeah. I can usually explain it. Yeah, I like that there is this like really subtle through line throughout Justin's character. Like for, I mean, what I've seen of the show, and I'm assuming it's for the whole show, of how impactful trauma is, because a lot of the time we don't get that in TV shows, and yeah. like you're saying, the writers sometimes didn't really make it as important as it is but it's it's in all of our lives all of the time yeah um there's a big plot line about it in season four good as much as i don't love the plot line um i love that they bring it back that long after yeah and make it a really big deal yeah you will actually see chris hobbs the guy who bashed justin again in season four canceled oh he's canceled (laughs) (laughs) i just also don't really want to see him but whatever um it's not great i'm not gonna lie to you uh it's not a plot line i enjoy but um there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about with it so we have that at least okay um okay is that everybody i mean i guess unless you had anything else you wanted to say about um what's his name ben no. I mean, the main problem was that he did that stupid idiot thing. Um, and if he just hadn't had a doctor's appointment on his birthday, then it would have been None of this would have I know. <laughs> but he did yeah. even tell Michael, like, I just want something low-key. I don't want a big thing. And instead, Michael throws the big racist party for him <laughs> with Emmett and Yellowface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, things that we just, like, let be okay and fine. I know. Even though it wasn't okay or fine. Nope. Also, uh, you know what? This did really um, highlight a thing that I do find, like, as a flaw in um, Ben's character, is I do feel like he fetishizes um, Asian culture. He absolutely does. You know, him and every other Jewish person on the planet, but... (laughs) (laughs) um, Ben is supposed to be Jewish, but maybe he is. No, he's not. But I, I, mean, I mean, he could be Jewish. His name is Ben. He looks Jewish. He's a professor. Jews are always Bruckner. okay with him doing that could be Jewish. academic things. He's what? Bruckner. That could be Jewish. That could be Jewish. 
headcanon. Maybe he is Jewish. Mm. Oh my god, I like him so much more now. Yeah. He's hot, he's gay, he's Jewish. Oh my god, I love it. He's mostly perfect. Yeah. He's like so far um, the, one of the most enjoyable characters to watch. <laughs> he is. He, they'll turn him evil in season five, but it's like a fun kind of evil, so it's okay. Like the kind also, of evil that like you and I can be, or like actually evil? Like... It's, it's hard for me to explain without spoiling okay, too much. Okay, th- then but, don't bother, don't um, bother. I'll, yeah. We'll get there when we get there. He's just he's just set up as the person to be wrong. He's on the wrong side of this argument. Oh, I feel like I'm going to be annoyed. But there's this one really sinister scene. with It's just like a clip, but it's like, I can't say exactly what it is because it would be a spoiler, but it's just like Michael and Ben looking super menacing and like the light passes over them. It's like this really, the music is like really intense. It's just this like really overdramatic moment where it's like, these are villains. Uh... It's, it's wild. Season five is weird. Okay. Eli, do not chew on that. That is a cashmere scarf that I made with my hands. Oh. He's so annoying. Okay, uh, hot or not? Yeah. Um, also, if you want to get him, you can. No, he stopped. Okay, great. He's eating um, something so... unidentifiable now, so good. Okay. Um, my hot is... Oh, fuck. I don't want to give it to the lesbians. Because they're so annoying every other moment of my life yeah but they Um, were really great in this one they were really great however i'm actually gonna give hot because this was my first instinct to michael because he really went out of his way to show ben how much he cares like he wants to celebrate him celebrate his life um and he like went out of his way to try and find ben's friends to invite them so that it's not just michael's friends um, and I thought that that was really important and a really nice gesture. Um, and he, in my opinion, didn't do anything wrong here. Um, yeah. and actually put an effort. So, oh, I forgot to say one more thing about Justin and Brian. Um, yeah. when Justin's with the lesbians, he says he doesn't like parties. He says what he hates the fuck? He goes to Babylon every day. I know Babylon's different, but, um, Brian probably knows that he hates parties and that's probably part of the reason he didn't do anything for his fucking birthday. So it wasn't really that insensitive. Sorry. I just, I gotta go. Okay. You, know, you know me and apologizing for Brian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, my hot is going to be Melanie. That's valid. the way that she called out Brian. Yeah. I mean, I thought Lindsay also leveraging, like, her friendship. Yes. And, like, the power that that has was also a really good move. But she only had, like, one line and Melanie had, like, a whole scene of doing it. So I gotta That's true. Melanie. That's true. Yeah. Um, my not. I just can't not give it to Ben. <laughs> How stupid <laughs> are you? <laughs> it's Ben every time. Mm. I want to give an honorary hot to Ethan though, because I think he was really hot. Okay. Okay, but my I'm gonna not... give an honorary not to Ted. <laughs> yeah. My not's gonna be Ted. That's fair. Um, he's just. I get such bad secondhand embarrassment from him. Like, I can't even stand it. Yeah. I think what bothers me so much about this is that, like, I'm him in every relationship that I've ever been in. <laughs> I go full fucking force. And I wonder, I wonder why they, my relationships don't last long. Huh? 
Uh, it's not the trauma or the bipolar. No, it's because I'm obsessive. <laughs> it's bad. That's why it, yeah. you don't do that in relationships. It kills them. No. Yeah. I no. have borderline. I understand being obsessive over people. Mm. Eli. Yep. You got to figure out how to not be obsessive in front of the other person. That's yes. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Eli. Why you bite me? Uh, yeah, my not is Ted. You taste delicious to him. Yeah, I guess so, for being a horrible embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. You're not an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. No, uh, he's a dog. Yeah, and he embarrasses me regularly. What are you doing? Um, so next episode? Yes, yeah, sorry, next episode. It's called... This is a great title. You can lead a girl to pussy, and Lita is spelled like our friend Lita. Thank God. I know. Who will be heavily featured in this episode? Good. You can lead a girl to pussy. Okay, this is a good episode. Um, Brian has to cancel plans with Justin to impress his new boss at work. It is hard Mm. to watch. Um, Oh no. Yeah. Emmett receives a very generous gift from the late George. Of course, that was going to happen. Melanie and Lindsay fight off the dreaded lesbian bed death. They have sex every episode. Where is the bed death? They have LBD now. So this is episode 17. There are 20 episodes this season. I I have complicated feelings on this as someone who doesn't like sex. Yeah. Because, like, I was, like, lesbian bed death was, like, the hope that I clung to. (laughs) I was like, someday I'll be in a relationship and then we'll have LBD and I won't have to have sex anymore. But that's not you having lesbian bed death. That's you not wanting to have sex. Yes. But like for the other person, I was like, I I didn't ever consider the possibility of ending up with someone who also didn't want to have sex. Like that wasn't possible in my head. Yeah. Like, I think it is coming from sort of like society looking at lesbians in this like hyper pornographic way. Um, and so then the moment lesbians stop having sex, then it's like, you know, I mean, also, I think it's kind of this dichotomy of lesbians where you have the hypersexual ones and then you also have the like non-sexual mother ones. Yeah. Like, like you know, let's, say, let's call it what it is. Fat dykes. Who uh-huh. are not sexual. My aunts. We're now <laughs> yes. divorced. Thank God. All those women that were at the hospital when Melanie and Lindsay had the baby. Ugh. Yeah. But they have sex. Yeah, but they they are not attractive to men. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have Mm -hmm. to think about the male gaze here. So they from the male gaze never have sex. Yeah. And then there are the good lesbians who have sex all the time. Uh Uh-huh. And we have to be careful to so we don't let the good lesbians transition into the sexless lesbians, because that would be bad for the men. Yep. Stupid. In conclusion, be a fat dyke just to piss off men. That's what I do. It's so idiotic. Ugh. Like, there are, there's a range of, like, ha- like libido in mm-hmm. every kind of person. Like, yep. ugh. You know, I think you and I um, live in fairly opposite ends <laughs> yes. of the spectrum. And that is fine. Yes. And the, our yes. listeners could be us or they could be in the middle. Yes. And they are canceled simply because they are not us. 
I'm just so kidding. True. Listeners, you're not canceled. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All 13 of you. <laughs> I think we're actually hovering at 18, so oh my it's not God. so bad. Oh my god. So, um, <laughs> our next episode is episode 17. There are 20 episodes this season. So we're getting down to the wire. Wow. wow. We have a lot of a lot of difficult things to get through yeah. before we get to the end of the season. But then yeah. we are in season three. Okay. Which I am so excited for. Yes. Yes. Um, great yeah. season. Fantastic season. Best season Very of excited. TV, in my opinion, that I've ever seen of any okay. show. Okay. It's just yeah. solid fucking shit. Um, you get Brian and Justin teaming up against someone. And mm. it is the only time we get that instead of an interpersonal conflict between Brian and Justin. And it's so great to see them working Good. together. Good. We, we got like a, like some glimpses of that in season one. When yeah. it was like them versus Brian, um, Justin's parents. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. But this is like a long arc. Good. Good, good, good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's great. It's cool. so good. Okay. Um, um, but for now, that's all we have. Yeah. Um, also, this is really just for you, Hannah, but... Because um, you probably don't watch Drag Race, but obviously... I do not. The new season started mm-hmm. and um there is this uh drag queen on the season named Gottmik who in real life is a trans man and let me tell you I have never seen a sexier human being on this show in or out of drag and I think you would also be very attracted to him so I really like trans men so that doesn't surprise me yeah yeah just like I want you to go and the- stare at their face I, I will look at that them up. I'm watching um, the all queer season of Are You the One? <gasps> it's so good. One of them it's went to Oberlin. So good. It's yes. so fucking good. And I yeah. love that the trans guy is like this the agreed upon sex object in the house. Kai is absolutely the hottest person I've ever seen on reality TV. Kai is very hot, but mm-hmm. his behavior makes him less hot to me. Yes, he's a mess. Um, yeah. I really like Amber. She is gorgeous. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was very attracted. Well, am to Amber, Kai, and um, the guy from Oberlin. What the fuck is his name? He's tall and lanky, and he looks dirty. Oh, really um, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Mm-hmm. I like Danny. I lot. tried to bring him to Oberlin. But his um, appearance fee was like $3,000. I was like, actually, sir, I will not be having you <laughs> <Jesus>. come here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Also, I'm so Jenna, attracted to so many people on that show. Yeah. Jenna, I think now is like mostly a lesbian. And both of her sisters uh, or siblings are lesbians. That's so exciting. Yeah, crazy. It's um, like the Moskowitz household. Yes. We're all queer here. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, right. Thank you guys so much for listening. You should go ahead and follow us um, on Twitter at a little too harsh at Hannah Mosk, especially because Hannah has a new book coming out very soon. Uh, not very it's soon, June? but soonish. It's June, yeah. Okay, okay. Soonish. It's soon so I'm sure publishing be time. Like updates, you know, eventually to keep up with. And I yes. am at Jesse underscore Quinn, where I. Uh, you can find me talking about Drag Race if you want to join me in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, that's it. Um, cool. See you guys hopefully next week. Uh, <laughs> try to actually have a recording schedule again. So thank you guys so much for listening. Adopt a cat. Adopt a cat.